Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. Just like Rainy, I'm running late on a Friday night, looking suspicious for no reason, whilst Ian is lying on the Vic floor. Emma. And I'm the 50-year-old, <laughs> wait there, the 57-year-old kid <laughs> with a ponytail who no one cares about, just like Tina. I hope blood comes out, Emma. Connor. <laughs> <laughs> so... What have we got coming up this week, Emma? We have your usual roundup. We are going to be introducing you to Banded E2020. <gasps> My God. And how you can get involved. And we play Whose Line Is It Anyway? The Christmas edition. Yay! But first, here's the Christmas jingle. Do, do. Last Christmas Sharon broke Phil's heart And the very next day Martin took Keanu away This year To save us from tears We're praying for no Doc Martin Ian's beaten But will he die? Mick keeps his distance Ruby continues to lie, but tell me, darling, did you really do it? Well, you can't put us your bit of a misfit. Merry Christmas. Martin wrapped it up and sent it, with a no saying, I love Stacey meant it. Now we know what a fool we've been, but if they kiss now, we know they'd fool us again. Last Christmas, Linda shot Keanu's arm, and the very next day, Keanu flew away. This year, to save us from tears, we're praying for no Dark Martin. Dark Martin. we gave you Band-Aid E20, all about Shianu and Dark Martin. I can see the fear in Connor's face every time I say Dark Martin. Yeah, it still, still frightens us, Emma. still frightens us. I can't even watch Doc Martin now, because I just always think of the way we say Dark Martin. <laughs> <laughs> so this year we decided to celebrate 35 years of misery on the square at Christmas time. <laughs> so here is this year's Banded E2020. Yeah, we added on another 20 because, you know, it's 2020 and we're clever. We know. <laughs> here it is. It's, it's Christmas time. Walford should be afraid. It's, it's breakup time. Oh, lots of deaths. Oh, lots of pain. And in, in their, their world, world of sorrow, they can let out a reveal. Switch your tellies over now, it's Christmas time. Archie is dead, but who threw the Queen Vic's head? 
Happy Christmas, Ange. You've got 32.1 million fans. There's a history of these bombshells with paternities concealed. And the only thing on telly is a DVD reveal. And the Christmas bells that ring there are the Queen Vic's chimes of doom. Well, tonight, thank God it's bad for Shiavi And Derek, we will need you for this part. Piano! The only gift we'll get this year is EastEnders. Corona! With Mons hit and run, Jamie's sadly gone. Pauline Stumpler in the square tonight. Mick's not her boy, he is Shelley's boy. Cherry's Alfie's, Haley plays coy. Why has everyone forgotten Bex? EastEnders! Now we know it's Christmas time. E20! Now we know it's Christmas time. EastEnders! Now we know it's Christmas time. E20! So now you've heard Band Aid E2020, we want you to join us. So we will be putting this song on our SoundCloud. So look out for it on Twitter, which is at E20 Podcast and Instagram at E20 underscore podcast. We want you to pick your favourite lines from the song and sing them. We want you to send us a couple just in case one is already taken. And you do that to E20 Podcast at Outlook.com with the subject heading Band-Aid E20. And what we're going to do is we're going to put all of our voices together and we're going to create our own version of Band-Aid, but for EastEnders. Now let's get on with the roundup. Max wants it all. Max wants it all. He wants it all. He'll have it now. (laughs) That's literally what Max is like, because we all win this week with Max basically eating Jack out of house and home. I love when um, Jack was just like, well, you know, it's Christmas time. You, you've got to just move out. <laughs> yeah, it's like reverse <laughs> Christmas. Yeah. You know, like everyone else is like, right, let's spend time with family. <laughs> Christmas is about being with those you love. Jack's like, it's about getting rid of them. <laughs> Get rid of them. <laughs> and also, Amy's apparently sharing with Ricky, which I find very unbelievable because Ricky is never there. I'm still about to say, is it because we never see Ricky? I'm still convinced Ricky is camping out in the school. You know the school that allows drugs and everything? Oh, It's yeah. just like drug searches. Yeah, that school. I'm just going to apologise now. If you hear any drilling throughout this podcast, my neighbours have decided today is a great day not to tell anyone in the middle of the week who work from home that, um, you know, they're having some work done. They could have just... Oh, they're, they're knocking. Fabulous. They're also doing that too. <laughs> Don't worry, Emma. It'll be like those ambient sounds to throw these standards. You know, <laughs> <laughs> You know, so you do the trades. I don't know what I'm doing. Like the motions I'm doing here could be interpreted so wrong. <laughs> oh, yes, actually. Chugga, <laughs> <laughs> 
does work, doesn't it? Because that's kind of the noise I'm getting. Yeah. So really, we're just thinking. That's our brains thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tense moment. It's a tense moment. It's a tense moment. Tense moment for me and Emma. (laughs) 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 Well, it was a very tense moment when Jack had to tell Max that, look, brother, I know it's Christmas time. I know you've got no money and you've got no family. Got nowhere to stay, in fact. But you're going to have to leave. <laughs> yeah, that. <laughs> My favourite bit about you've it got to well, leave. Back... In this... Oh, I can hear that in the background. Where <laughs> <laughs> Max as well? My favourite bit about Max is like, oh, so there's a problem now because I'm eating all breakfast. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Jack has a child, and you are eating not only the toast, but you're also onto the cereal now. <laughs> He's a growing boy. <laughs> I, I made us think of, have you seen that, um, that like Scottish meme? There's like a Scottish like video meme, like where I sound like such an old person. There. There's a Scottish um, video thing. Um, it's on the internet. On it, on it, on it, there's like, there's his mother who's obviously come home to find that her, her son, her eldest son, has eaten all the pancakes that she had bought for like his younger siblings. And she's like, you greedy pig. You greedy pig. Are you proud with yourself? Are you happy? Who eats four pancakes? I just said, you'll go and get those, you greedy pig. You'll go and get us some pancakes. I just love it. Just love it. I feel like Jack should have done that for Max. I love how she thinks four pancakes is a lot. I know, I'm like eating off I way more than that. I say, that's nothing. I raise you. Yeah, I raised you seven. <laughs> what kind of pancakes were there? Were the the like American style pancakes? American or... style, I think. Oh. You know how the, all the stores did those like ready prepped ones? Oh, love those. Well, oh, yeah. I know where you get Some places, some people, some places, they don't do those pancakes right. True. It's, some True. places they're a bit naff. That is, yeah, you're right there. So maybe four. You could only eat because the rest were all rubbish. I know this sounds really bad, mm. but do you not prefer the cheaper ones? Do they? I feel like they have a better taste. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. They're non-branded. Yeah. Like yeah. a Sainsbury's. I love how we're whispering as if like <laughs> Sainsbury's now starts going to literally come come after. We're we ever like having having a real moment there. We're like, yeah, we can't we can't say it because obviously the the book. They've booked this. They've booked our house. Aster and Sainsbury still know. They'll come after we say that we don't eat that food. We don't eat the pancakes. Don't worry, guys. We do. We do eat your food. We do eat your food. It's just not the pancakes. Just, just. I love the We fact. just don't do pancakes. We're whispering on a podcast <laughs> that's going to go out into the public. <laughs> so just in case we offend, just in case we offend any supermarket chains out there, we love all your pancakes. <laughs> We're an equal pancake opportunity uh, <laughs> podcast, yeah. <laughs> Any pancakes that want to get eaten by me and Emma, we'll happily eat them. It's fine. Oh, yes. If you would like to send us some and we could taste test them for you, we're very happy to do that. If you that. want to keep some for the kids, that's fine as well. We won't be a greedy pig. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jack does just that. He kicks Max out, but don't worry. <laughs> Max has got his sights on another home. Not to stay in, just to wreck. Just to wreck. <laughs> Classic super spreader, Max. He's... See, that's the thing. It's like he's 
he's going around these places, he's checking them out, he, he wants to see which one's right for him. Yeah. And then he's clearly picked Linda and he's thinking, well, you know what, I can wreck this one and yeah, we can move away together and have a happy life because that's exactly what's going to happen on Albert Square, you know, because everyone is yeah. happy all the time. There's never a sad moment on Albert Square. Nah. Now, and in fact, in the history of Albert Square, I don't remember an affair ever going wrong. Oh, no, ever. no, no. Nah, nah, I mean, oh, I mean, there was that one with Pat and Frank that went a bit awry, but... Uh... Mm. No, she was 57. Oh, true, true. It's fine. True. Uh, doesn't count, doesn't count. And then there was the the Christmas when Max's affair with Stacey was revealed as well. That went a bit bad, No, it? no, that was just a joke. It was just a oh, joke. that's right, Emma, it was just a joke. Just a joke. Just a joke, yeah. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then there was that affair with between Martin and Ruby, and I don't, and we, I don't remember that ever happening. And that hasn't, that hasn't happened in my eyes. <laughs> they, they're not a couple. I don't, I, I don't know who you talk about. I only know Martin and Stacey. I know, but I don't know who Martin yes. and Ruby are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, Max, uh, I'm. I'm Fully on board with this. I think you're going to have a great time. You're going to have a lovely Christmas and everything's going to work out fine for you. Everything's going to work out fine for you. Surely Max, of all people, knows Christmas is um, not a great time for him. Especially you do this sort of stuff as no. well. It's a bad time in general. He has terrible luck around Christmas. Does. Remember his daughter's, like fell off a roof? One of them died. Like He has quite a bad time with Christmas. So maybe, maybe it's just lie low. You should just maybe head out. Have a holiday somewhere away from the square for a bit. <laughs> Except he doesn't. Oh, actually, hang on. He did have one good Christmas. There was a Christmas he gave everyone, like, well, he gave, like, Stacey and Martin that big turkey and stuff. And then there was, that was the same year that Derek played the piano and Doc got the washing machine. True. Christmas of True. 2016, everyone. The happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Back on track. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst Mick is away... Linda will play. And that's exactly what they're doing, isn't it? Mix off having having flashbacks and I don't quite know how to even go into that topic really, because it was just all kinds about that the flashbacks were a bit like um those you know those adverts you put on telly right around Bamfine Night. Like oh, you know, my God. Adverts. Do you remember them? Yeah, where they'd be like be care- always hold your sparkler at least ten inches away from your face. You have to like wear wear a hazmat suit and a flipping like face shield before you can get anywhere near it. It was as if the sparklers had COVID. Say <laughs> they predicted twenty twenty, didn't they? I mean, like, how? What did they think kids were going to be doing? Like sitting in their eyes? Elonga! I don't think kids were that stupid. And the advert always had them like holding it really, really, really far, far away. <laughs> I don't want to touch it. I always I have to be honest. I always did get a little bit nervous holding them after those adverts. Oh my god, like, same. I was always like, keep it far away from us, just in case, because then yeah. adverts always said, "I'll lose my eyes. I'll lose <laughs> my eyes on my face." I'll, I'll honestly, all those adverts—they were horrific, weren't they? You know, like those adverts that you had. Those adverts when they would have, you know, people came into the school to sh- give you the the videotapes. So <gasps> put the videotapes. Yes, in. I feel like I know which one you're going to talk about. It was the trains. Do you remember the trains? Yes! And it was always about like getting like electrocuted. Electrocuted! That's the one! By a train. That's the one I was thinking of, the electrocution one. That one is the most horrifying video. They show you his face. He's He's climbing. He's playing with his friends and then they're climbing over and then next minute. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's it. That's it. Little Timmy was maimed permanently for the rest of his life. That has scarred me for life. And, and then the, the trains ones, one well. the trains ones, when they just show you them getting run over. Run over, yeah. It's a Jesus. Uh-huh. Do not run across the train lines. I just love it. Uh, honestly, those adverts. And that's kind of what mixed were giving us. Like, I was expecting the next thing, like a voice, a voice to come over, like a narration to be like, chip pan fires are the number one causes of all fires. In oh, my the God. UK. Yes, the chip pan one. Chip pan ones. Everyone loved those chip pans. Oh my god, those were I can even I can see the video now when the firemen would come in. Yeah. In the fire spraying up like that, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. You must never put water onto a chip pan fire. <laughs> and they showed you like the damp uh, tea towel going over That's it. it. Never, yeah. Put a damp cloth over it. <laughs> Ever did remember it, you see it works. <laughs> see? They, they might have been terrifying, but you know, I've clearly not forgotten it. <laughs> Really, what Scarred people don't know enough. is that Emma's got like a VHS collection of all those. <laughs> <laughs> Around Christmas, she gets really nostalgic and she's just, <laughs> she's just like, I stick on the chip pan fire. The chip fire one. <laughs> but why stay off having their adventures anyway? Linda's, Linda's basically having an adventure of her own. She's gone out, she's getting some rum. She's getting some party things. She's dolling up. I mean, I have to be honest. I love Linda, but I didn't think she was dolling up that much. Oh, you? are you on about the 90s outfit? That she, yeah. Like, because she had the 90s party that Mick just... Yeah, yeah, she had like, the whole theme, wasn't it? Mick wasn't feeling it for the party, so... Yeah. Um, Linda's wearing a necklace with a big smiley face. And you know what they remind, the necklace reminds us of? I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> you know <laughs> at school you used to have the little reflective things you had to wear for crossing yeah. the road <laughs> so the kids you know you... and they also when... and they also made you put them on like your bikes and stuff oh yes so oh. they didn't get hit by oh <laughs> yeah I, I used to love why is it, why was their entire storyline this week just safety safety guidelines <laughs> yeah. and stuff the safety videos were the inspiration for the whole thing that's all they knew about the 90s was just safety videos yeah rick's got his own vhs collection of 90s uh safety videos <laughs> at home uh, i just loved Linda's interpretation of the 90s was basically her interpretation of the 80s. It was the exact same style of everything. Neon colours. Neon colours. She had even the arm, like the, the weird arm things that they stick on in the 80s. And I've, I never quite understood it. Like the, oh, the yes, sort of like netting. The fishnet-y stuff. Fishnet things at the yeah. bottom of their arms. Um, me and Emma weren't born in the 80s, despite how old we do think <laughs> we, we are. Like, it, we weren't born then. What I can confirm is... I never saw anyone in the 90s wearing that stuff that Linda was wearing. No? I'm fairly certain it was the 80s. I don't want to say this. I think someone may have gotten the scripts mixed up again. <laughs> I think this, this is actually meant to be an 80s party, not a 90s. Whoopsies. She should have just been playing a load of the hits, really. Like, Keep On Moving by Five. I mean, some she steps, did sort of Some S Club. She had the hair that every like girl band in the nineties oh, had. Oh yeah, she had the Spice you know, Girls. They always had that one person. Emma, we've talked about this one person before. They always had that one person who had like two double buns. They always, always did. Buns that would like plaited. Yeah, they always yeah. had that in a girl band. So I weird. think she was going for like an Emma Bunton Baby Spice look, definitely. Yes, yes, yeah. But um, it was, it was yeah, it didn't come across with that weird smiley face thing either. So. I didn't get that. It reminded me in um. Do you remember in, this is a touchy subject for me, and Emma will know why. Um, 
Do you remember in school in um, technology, like woodworks and stuff, you then had to make like acrylic things? Do you I remember? Was, yes, I was just thinking, is it that stuff we had to make for those like money boxes and all that? It literally does look like the money box stuff. I know this is completely off topic now. Off topic, but do you not find it weird that we had firstly used those laser 3D things? Bear yes! in mind, like, this is like year eight, was it? You know? Yeah. Around then. And we had to use that sander, and we used to have to, you had to put your hands that really close. Terrifying. That was terrifying. I'm not being funny. I love how they'll trust, like, kids of like 12 years old to go and stick a tiny piece of wood and sand it down against <laughs> a conveyor belt level <laughs> speed. Like, come on. That was so dangerous. Did anyone else have this at their school? Because they gave her goggles, but I don't remember they gave her anything for her hands. Never got, like, metal gloves or anything, <laughs> no. But yeah, anyway, back on topic, back on track, as they know us now, Webber. They know us so well. <laughs> so true. They know what we're like. It's it's EastEnders with a twist. That's what we deliver, isn't it? Yeah. EastEnders with some of our mad life moments. You know, like, when they did Die Coke with, like, Orange Twist? Like, that's, that's what we're doing. We're doing EastEnders with, like, a nice new flavour in it. <laughs> you didn't know you wanted it, but you're going to get it anyway. <laughs> and, um, yeah, back on track to EastEnders. Mick and Linda had a bit of a rough week because, obviously, Mick had his flashback moments and stuff. But then, because he was upset and not enjoying what she was doing, Linda decided, well, I'm going to go have an affair. <laughs> I mean Linda what could go wrong and she hasn't got the good excuse either because you've got to be 57 and she's exactly. not 57 she's not 57 <sighs> she's not 57 she doesn't love Alicante no so like I just she even have a, a, a Barry to find all of our sexy lingerie from second honeymoon <laughs> if you're going to have an affair Linda you've got to do it right it's got to either be a joke or you've got to be 57 yeah, and actually, to be fair, it's, it's with Max, so it could just be a joke. True. You never he's, know. He's a joker. He's a joker, that guy. What a joker. And yeah, they're having some fun times in the, the kitchen, which, I mean, that's just going to... Oh, no. That, that's like Tiff and Keegan levels of hygiene. And honestly, what is wrong with the hygiene around here? <gasps> Max is literally... Max is a super spreader. I'm sorry, guys. I know they're not Max... even from the same household, and it's not like they're living. One of them's living separately. They haven't bubbled or anything. I'm no. like oh, the COVID that could be going from one mouth to the other. We love, we love the Brannons, and we certainly love Max. He's the villain we love to hate. He's you know the lovable rogue, but but we cannot condone his actions. His actions are abhorrent. You know, like when the government have to come out and like, say something like, we obviously do not condone the language used in this. Like, you know, like if they happen to be really political about saying, that's what me and Amara are doing right now. We're like, we can't condone Max's actions right now. Um, yes, we are a friend of his, but his his opinions, his views, his disgusting, disgusting behaviours do not reflect on us. You <laughs> <laughs> might have had a good excuse to do True. it. A bit like, you know, when you go and drive to Barnard Castle to get your eyes test, oh, tested. Oh, see, 
maybe that's what it was. Maybe he was just, he was concerned he couldn't see if that was Linda. So he just thought, well, I tell you what, if I kiss her. I'll know. If I kiss her, I'll know. And so he convinced Linda to do that to him. Yeah. Yeah. So I, he, yeah, to be fair, actually, it was Linda that, that went for it. Yeah, she, she she went for it. But remember, it's Mick's fault, uh, as Linda then tells tells him later on. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's Mick's fault. Yes, that makes total sense. But... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I saw Mick there. He said, you, Linda, yeah. you must, you must kiss Max. I once saw this, like, wife swapping thing where, like, um, this person clearly did not want to swap. Like, clearly did not want to swap, but the other one said... I'm just going to ask now before we get to the end. Yeah. What is this you've been watching? <laughs> it was um, it was on Netflix, I think, at some point. I don't think it's still there, but it was really good. And you could see that the the wife really wanted to wife swap. Really, really wanted to wife swap. Um, and, uh, the, you know, there's, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Each to their own, each to their own. Um, I mean, I personally wouldn't put it in it, but each to their own. Um, and then... The husband, you can just say, really does not like wife swapping, and he kind of just wanders around, <laughs> wanders around, just watching. That's kind of what that, like you know, that gave us flashbacks to there. Because I was just thinking, could you imagine Mick just kind of like standing in the corner, being like, "Yeah, you, you, you have fun, Linda." <laughs> <laughs> just, just sitting there with a wife swapping. I love it. Linda's but, uh, having the time of her life and Mick's just like... Yeah, Linda's loving it. Linda's, Linda's <laughs> off. She's already had three different husbands. <laughs> and Mick's just sat there like having his coke. <laughs> He's just having a night out at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> lads night out, except all the lads are with Linda. <laughs> lads, lads, lads. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I do understand that Linda's feeling upset. And, like, I do understand that Max has been very supportive of her. Linda, like clearly there's something wrong with Mick. This isn't just anxiety. There's something wrong with him. Like you should be having an affair because he's not like showing you love when he is clearly distraught about something. But Mick wasn't there to watch. Mick wasn't sat there in the corner like that man from the white swapping documentary I watched on Netflix. No. <laughs> instead, instead, Ian was watching. And Ian liked what he saw. Bound to, <laughs> to go, go wow, wow, wow. I mean, like, he did, did he? Did he see a smile? Oh, he my went, God, that man never stopped smiling. Oh, he had, he had that smile. Ian saw what he saw, thought, blimey, and uh, decided, well, this gives him a great way not to pay Max back like he should be doing because Max has had enough. He's going to blackmail him instead. And he says he saw them. And, well, he's not going to be paying up. Hmm. wonder how this is going to go for you, Ian, because, I mean, <laughs> colour me stupid, but didn't you try this a few times and it's never worked out? In the words of Avril Lavigne, why do you have to go and make things so complicated? <laughs> 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 My God, Emma, that was a good reference. Thank you. That was a flipping, but I've been waiting for a reference like that. <laughs> I've been waiting for a reference like that. Love a bit of Avril Lavigne. Remember when there was that conspiracy that everyone said that she was dead? Yes, and that she's, the person being her now is not her. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a weird so one. Isn't it? Actually. it actually, <laughs> the more you read into it, it gets to that point where it's that thing, isn't it? You get sucked into these different yeah. theories of stuff, and you're like, yeah. By the end of it, you're like, ha ha ha, that's so you've stupid. You've converted. You've joined a cult. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of it, you're like, where's Avril Lavigne? It's like our theories, you know, like all our fans and stuff, like all our friends, they'll all be listening and they'll be like, yeah, they're totally on it. They're totally on it. That that Denny's going to have a storyline after Christmas. <laughs> Denny is going to have a storyline after Christmas. Big storyline. Probably surgery with Sarah Bullion. Possibly exposing Sharon and Keanu. Except we weren't wrong. We weren't right. We're like those, we're like those cult <laughs> leaders who always predict the end of the world is dot, 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 date. Like, and then like we're like, actually, actually, Today's not good for the apocalypse. Can we call it tomorrow? Oh, yes. It was 11 o'clock one day. And then it's suddenly just before it hits 11 or just after. Oh, yeah. hang on. No, no. It's not this day. It's a different day. Actually, I'm going to test you a little bit more. I'm going to test you a little bit more because uh, I think I don't think we're ready for the apocalypse just yet. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, we'll call it maybe 2024. Yeah. 2024. <laughs> That's every us, isn't it? That's us. This this year, this year our theory, you all know our theory. Callum is the one who beats Ian over the head. Um let's hope that it comes true, because if it isn't, then that makes us uh, wrong for the umpteenth time. <laughs> every single time we have a theory. I still haven't got my Sharon and Phil being the whole like Sharon DNA and Phil being the dad yes! one, yeah? I was just thinking that today, you know. There's no way on earth. Like, he's not the dad, and, like, it's just been kind of, meh. Do you think they were going with that storyline and then just forgot about it? Yes, yes. <laughs> like, just went, oh, yeah, we haven't even sorted that yet, have we? I think... Should we just do it next year? Yeah, they might remember in the new year and go, oh, hang on. Oh, yes, forgot about that. On his birthday, yeah. on Albie's birthday. Oh, that would be a good one. On the anniversary as well of, of Denny's death. And the EastEnders anniversary. Oh, you're right. There you go. Oh, there we go. That's That's another theory. (laughs) Now, remember, if it doesn't come true, that doesn't mean that me and Emma aren't gods. We still have to follow the word. (laughs) 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 Stop all EastEnders-themed commune. (laughs) (laughs) So, as we've said, Ian's decided. Ian's decided he's not paying. And Max, being Max, has decided... Well, I know what I'll do then, Ian. I'll just threaten you. <laughs> I mean, like a perfectly rational psychopath that he is. Well, I love just yeah. before that bit as well. He's like, it's not the end of the world, Linda, that he knows. As if Linda's not, you know, happily, ma- well, I guess yeah, not happily uh, at the moment, ma- but married with kids and stuff. He's like, why well, do it all the time? It's just a joke, you know. Yeah, I love it. He just thinks that doesn't mean, like, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine, Linda. What are you worrying about, man? I've told Tan already this is a joke. <laughs> I'll just make sure she doesn't get the DVD this time for Christmas. Like, it's well, by... it's all right. Lauren's, Lauren's away in New Zealand after the fire. She's oh, she's lost that... everything. Lost everything. She's lost everything. And, um, and well, Abby's dead. So there's no one to, no one to videotape her. Tape him. Baby Abby. <laughs> maybe baby Abby. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so he goes and does an Abby Brannan, actually. He takes after his daughter when... She locked Aunt Babe in the freezer. He locks Ian in the freezer. You know what I find unbelievable though? Because I used to work in a shop where they had, where you can easily obviously get locked and things like that. But they have yeah. a little, like a little kind of, 
handle thing that you yeah. so you can get out if you're the other side. Maybe the Vic should really start looking into getting that because yeah, it's like they've never modernized since the creation of the first ever freezer like that. Because you're right, like ever since people went, oh, actually, you can get locked in here. Like they did start putting like an extra handle on the inside so that humans didn't get frozen to death. Yeah, maybe maybe they should have thought about that. I do love that Max and Abby have the exact same energy. Like they're just let's just lock people in fr- fridges. Let's just lock people in fridges. It'd be a good laugh. But as he's locked in that fridge, Ian has visions. It's almost just like, it's almost just like mixed visions of those safety videos, except this one is a safety video featuring Denny and how he was locked away, screaming, begging to be let out because he'd been locked in a boat that was sinking. And the message of that video is, don't do that. Don't lock people in a sinking ship. What is it with all the visions that they're deciding to do? Because that feels a bit like, a, you know, the crime scene TV shows, you, the crime scene yes. TV shows, what am I on? I sound like I'm on about crime watch. You know, the, you know, like your ITV, BBC crime dramas and yes. they have the flashbacks and stuff to make make you try and pick who you think it's going to be and you never I know who it is. <laughs> it's like those kind of things bit of midsummer murders it's a bit like oh i love a midsummer i mean i love all these kind of things they're great but that's what it feels like it's it's odd it is just it's, it's off. not it's not it's not extender so no it, it's not it's not our our cup of tea not our cup of tea but if it's your cup of tea that's perfectly fine but after his time cooling off, Max decides he's going to let Ian out and threaten him a little bit more. And for some weird reason, like Ian just lies there on the floor. Like he falls <laughs> over, doesn't he? And just lies there for ages. And Max then just walks over and then puts his foot on him. Like, why did Ian stay there on the floor for so long? <laughs> <laughs> he just had to really clean the floor. The Slayers have done a terrible job. <laughs> Maybe he was comfy. <laughs> Oh, I've been needing to lie down, actually. Yeah, he's just very tired. Yeah. I just love it because then Max, like, acts as if he'll actually kill Ian. And I'm not being funny. When did Max become hard? Like, when did he become hard? I know it was that, yeah, that, like, they really did push that he was, like, a threat. Mm. But I've never, ever saw Max as dangerous. No. Have we just saw him as the guy who cheats with women? Yeah, that's always been his... His thing. He's always been yeah. a serial cheater. Um, yeah. There was, as you say, there was that time with the, the Wilmot Brown stuff. Yeah. And that was out of character because Max's whole thing was he didn't want to go back to prison. He's he's scared. He didn't, I mean, he didn't deserve to be in there because it wasn't him that done it and all that. And it was sick. <laughs> if that's a bit, if he's like threatening Ian to kill him and stuff, it's like, yeah, but you know we end up, Max, and it's the place you don't want to be. Yeah, I love it. He never murdered Lucy, but he'll murder Ian. <laughs> <laughs> he was innocent. <laughs> like, what was his defence? I've never, I would never think of murdering someone, apart from Ian. <laughs> so the next day, Max gets some money from Ian. Maybe he's threatening has worked. 
no we'll find out later on which we'll obviously talk about in the a section later on uh that uh ian stole that money <laughs> ian just oh, typical yeah. ian and max and linda new couple of the square they turn up to the awards not really hiding the fact that they're clearly having lots of times together they're always seen together in different locations like it's literally worse than the Pat and Frank one. You know where, like, every five minutes we're going going into the back to have a private conversation or going outside to have a private conversation. <laughs> they just do it out in the open, them two. They're like, yeah, that's us. At least Fra- Frank and Pat waited until they left. Like, until they went out of the room. <laughs> Maybe she'll learn that when she's 57. Ah, uh, see, that's what it is. She needs to be 57. <laughs> so Linda wins the award because uh, Ian's tampered with the results and said to Bobby because Bobby couldn't decide that well I've put the person at the top who I think Lucy would have wanted to win bear in mind this original award was for people under the age of 25 so yeah <laughs> well, I also think why would Lucy want to help Linda when you know even if you're going on that lie like Linda's dating Max <laughs> And so was Lucy. She's hardly going to be like a nodding jealous type, is she? She'll oh, yeah, like, not Lucy. I'm not going to give money to my flipping ex-lover's new lover. <laughs> That's such a Lucy thing. She'll be like, no. Yeah. So Ian, Ian's happy that Linda's won. Couldn't have went to a better person. So he has a little word with Max and he says, so if you cash this in, you're going to be done for fraud because you're the trustee. It's come out of that account, went into your account. Uh oh. So Max is like, right, we're going to have to not cash this check in. Bye, Linda. Bye, Bye Linda's business. <laughs> yeah, that, that lasted long. Linda's not getting what she wants now. She's not getting her business uh, nah. after winning. So no one's technically won the. Uh... <laughs> well, someone has, Ian. <laughs> well. <laughs> so Linda wastes no time going to see Bobby and Peter and just telling them what happened. Bobby's like, no, he wouldn't do that. Peter's like, yeah, he would. Because <laughs> <laughs> he now just despises Ian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they have a look. She's uh, telling the truth. <laughs> so Rainey's been downloading some apps. Definitely Clue. All you women out there will know which one I mean. Uh, she's wanting to track Tiff's periods and make some notes. <laughs> Much to Stuart's dismay. <laughs> Yeah, I did love that. They're literally sat in the pub, right? They're having like a lovely, lovely little get together, aren't they? Little couples get together. And then all of a sudden, Rainey's like, So, when was your last period? <laughs> uh, Rainey, do you know how to talk to humans? Or is this your first time? <laughs> do you know, give us flashbacks to, you know, like awkward people, like awkward people doing interviews. It made us think of Theresa May's in the fields of wheat. You know, where she was like, I'm so noticing you've ever done. Oh, well. Well, don't think the farmers were too pleased when I ran through his field of wheat. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Tiff goes to the toilet as well and she's, she jokes like, well, you could come if you want. And Rainey's like, okay. No, well, Rainey, no. <laughs> well, I mean, Rainey's judgment's all off. Did you see that little Abby was just like, baby Abby was just on the floor? <laughs> yes. Let's let her. Dirty pub floor. She's just, and they're all keep, oh, there you go, sweetheart. Here's your car. Like, rolling the car along. Uh, excuse me, that's a pub flow. People's dirty feet have been walking all over that, touching everything, touching every surface. 
even if it wasn't COVID, which it is, there's a massive big plague on rainy. But there's also dirt in the ground. I feel like I'm Kim and Aggie already. Like, <laughs> there's E. coli. E. coli. <laughs> <laughs> Stuart says, like, we're going to have to rein it in. No one can really know about this yet. Except Ian's listening in. Because, you oh. know, it's not like Ian has enough enemies at the moment. Why not make more? And he goes and tells Whitney everything. I mean, love wit. I love wit, but is it really her place? Like, I don't mean to be mean. Like, I would I would ask my sister about it, but I wouldn't go about telling her what she was doing. Maybe that's just me. Because, like, she does come across, like, I mean, she said, we need to talk. We need to talk right now. Well, when you start a conversation like that, Whitney, I think pretty much the conversation's dead. Because anything you're about to say is going to be a lecture. And Tiff clearly will not want a lecture. Like, it's just so funny. And then she sat down and she's like, you're too young. Which is correct. Which Whitney is, correct. is right. Yes. Emma did her research. Did. You heard. Live on air. Emma did her research. 21. UK's age for surrogacy. But then, that kind of wasn't the main issue for a lot of them. It was more like, you you can't have like a baby and it was like well no she can legally she could have a baby if she wanted i love when um also like tiff storms off so her and keegan yeah. are discussing everything and um so jack finds them and he's like right i'm not standing you in your way you're adults and um yeah. but i just need to let you know it's illegal to be paid for this and tiff's like don't worry jack we'll be fine and jack goes Okay, then. <laughs> I'll I leave just, you to it. <laughs> I'll leave you to getting arrested. I love that Wits attempts ended ended immediately. Oh, yeah. Like, so Tiff literally just said no, and Wits like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> we never tried to get back to Tiff and be like, Tiff, you really shouldn't do that. Instead, it was just like, well, I guess I can't convince her. Jack, exactly the same. Just like, yeah. okay, fine, bye. Yeah. Bye. It's Keegan who has some words that resonate with Tiff, which is when when she first gets pregnant, he wants it to be their baby. And I can understand that. I mean, again, I'll reiterate what I mean, I've said since this entire story began. It's Tiff's body, um, and ultimately the decision does lie with her. But if she wants to be in relationship with Keegan, she will have to take into consideration mm. his... You know, what he also wants from life and from them. This gets them obviously thinking and they now need to tell Rainey and Stuart. And there was this lovely moment oh, when Stuart just Stuart just knows and he doesn't want to come in the way of them. And he, he understands how important it is to find someone that you love. And now he's experienced it with Rainey and he doesn't want to get in their way. And oh, it's just so lovely. Do you know, if you had taught me all those years ago that the same man who locked Tina Carter in a car <laughs> and played scary, like, music, like, is now the man who is, like, doing all these lovely things, saying all these... You just wouldn't even think. They were yeah. completely different characters. All he needed was the love of a good woman. So Ian is making enemies all over the place this week. Ian's always got enemies, but this year, my God, that man has went full on out of his way to just pay off every single person on the square. 
Like, the only other person who's anywhere near that level of being hated is probably Ruby. Like, <laughs> you know, I can't resist throwing her in. Can't resist. <laughs> can't resist throwing her under that bus just one more time. Um. <laughs> so Suki, she hates him. She, he threw her under a bus. <laughs> I love it because everyone else is like, I'll kill you. I'll, you know, you're a weasel. You're all this. They all have their like, little gripes with them. Suki sat there with a drink like a serial killer. And she's like, don't worry. I, I tend to go for the jugular, Kirat. And I'm just like, oh my God, she's going to murder him. <laughs> so, Suki will kill him. Yeah. She won't knock him in the back of the head. She'll wait until he's just about to recover, then shoot him in the street. <laughs> Like that is what that is what she will do. She's did you hear when Vinny was like? But the uncle, yeah, I've never, yeah, I've never seen you this mad since Uncle such and such. And then she goes, yeah, we all know what happened there. I'm just like Jesus. What what the heck did she do to that uncle? <laughs> and then obviously Rainy and Stuart, we know that they're angry with him because yeah, uh, he told Whitney about the whole tiff thing. And then Max wants his money and Ian's blackmailing him. Ben finds out that he grasped them up to the police. And Peter... Tina wants the Vic. Oh, <laughs> Tina suddenly forgets that it's um, this the storyline that happened last year and thinks it's mixed pub. Or should I say, it's not mixed pub. It's Ian's pub. and then we've got Peter just hating him all the time for so many different reasons he's saying he's the reason uh, Lucy died he's not in the will so many different things but most importantly this episode actually it's not just all the people who are currently hating Ian it's the photos behind the Vic I'm so glad so glad you started talking about these photos Aren't they a treat? There's some upstairs as well in in the um kitchen. There was some of them like looking like they were playing darts. They were like, yeah, it's just like a shrine like, to them. Proper, proper promo shots though as well. <laughs> it was the same when and we'll talk about it after Bobby when he does his award just like oh. his awards. <laughs> and in the background you've got Lucy. But bear in mind, every single picture has basically blown up promo shots for, like, Lucy Beale's character. Like, it was like Hernie and other characters. <laughs> they were all the ones... They were all glammed up for, like, her, her casting shot. <laughs> they were all the ones for Who Killed Lucy. <laughs> yeah. I loved it, though, in the um, Bobby um, slideshow of Lucy thing. Um, yeah. All of them were only of, like, a random blonde actress, I'm assuming... None of them were actually of any of the other people who played Lucy apart from the last one. Yeah, yeah. Except Bobby, somehow. One of the previous Bobbies made it into the photos as he looks at them and I'm like, <laughs> that ain't you, hun. <laughs> <laughs> it's before you regenerated, Emma. It's before you regenerated. It's a bit like the strange photos that Sharon has up of the, the boy in the kitchen. I'm like, that's not Eva Denny. <laughs> None of them. That's, yeah. that's a random boy. <laughs> I think we should watch Sharon. <laughs> I just adored this entire week for Ian because, like, it's like you say, he's just basically went around, like, cheesing off everyone. Everyone's so annoyed with him. And my personal favourite out of everyone is Tina. Oh, I she love it. She's my absolute icon of the week, I think. Like, <laughs> she is just so funny about it. 
Tina out of nowhere has become obsessed with the Vic. Absolutely obsessed with it. I mean, even when she goes to talk to Mick at another time, she, she literally says to him, Mick, it's all right. I understand. And don't worry. We'll get you back in the Vic. It's not about the Vic, Tina. <laughs> it's not about the Vic. I'm and so then, confused. Like, I'm like, Tina, have you forgotten Mick actually sold it to Ian and Sharon? It's literally just so she can live there. Uh-huh. It's not even because she doesn't care about Mick. And also it's Linda. Like so she can live there. Does she not remember why they left the Vic? don't remember. Am I? She's doing much better now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Alec. Yeah. I love the way she's just like, oh, Linda's doing better now. Well, the, no. Doesn't mean you could go, that- oh, we'll go back to the Vic then. We'll go get, get work in there again. Yeah, Not exactly. like Tina was ever there. She was never it's... there. They were always saying, E, Tina, you were out last night. I know, I love that. <laughs> I just adore everything with Tina in this scenario. Um, it's just insane. And that's why I love it. You know, I love me insane storylines. <laughs> my, my absolute, like, chef's kiss version <laughs> point, though, it has to be, it has to be the scene where she stood outside of the Vic and she's like this. She's like scowling. She's doing an angry face. And then Ian comes over and he's like, oh, so that's what this is about. The Vic. Oh, you really are pathetic, aren't you? I'm just like, oh my God, Ian. Don't push another person over the edge. <laughs> I like the fact she rang the police on him um, with information Kathy said about him. And she's not going to let her son go down for it because she's like, she's not like that. Yeah. So she's she gets him straight back out, and not re- and like let's be honest, the only person it could have been was Tina. So Ian finds that out quite quickly because Tina's moping around the square and saying how it's Mick's pub, but it's not Mick's pub; it's Ian's pub. <laughs> it's actually Sharon's pub because she's the only one that works there. Yeah. Her and Tracy, uh, they keep that place going. Ian, they do. you're always waltzing around your other businesses. Ian's basically us from our fan fiction. Yeah, Got true. so many important things to be doing. Could <laughs> um, <laughs> be making friends. <laughs> yeah, busy making friends with <laughs> I just, I love it as well, The that this happened after the whole Bobby situation because Ian's feeling so triumphant, you know. He's he, he's obviously rigged the competition. <laughs> By the way, just want to say this. That is the most rigged competition. Bobby's competition is the most fraudulent competition ever to ever have occurred in history. Ever have occurred. The only one that comes close, and Emma knows which one I'm about to reference, the only one that comes close is the guy competition oh. from... Mm-hmm. By night, you know, do you remember when poor Barry was robbed? <laughs> robbed! He done so well. Robbed. Only one that took that Those... seriously. He was, he was. And one of them cheated. One of the other ones cheated. And if Terry you think cheated, about it, yeah. And the Beals, they're the ones that won and they didn't deserve it. Exactly. See, Leopards never changed their spots. They're always fixing some, some flipping competition in that pub. Just if the award was silver. Everything might be a bit different. I did love that. Say something nice to him, Ian. Uh, the award's all right. I would have preferred silver. I love that Kathy's so pleased with herself when she's gotten the massive check. Yeah. That is the great. 
it's almost like uh, Sharon and a pink guitar, isn't it? She's like, it was. look what I got, Bobby. <laughs> She's like, I went and got this, you know. <laughs> I love it as well because, like, Bobby is obviously panicking and everything. And Ian's um, like, well, maybe you should postpone. And Peter's like, no, maybe you shouldn't. I just love that outcome. <laughs> like a competition between him and and peter now like ian and peter are like now enemies completely peter actually hates him even takes bobby aside it's like listen bobby he doesn't like you he doesn't love you how manipulative was peter this week he was he was like he's the reason lucy died not you you know he's always like this me and lucy always knew who deserves to die who deserves to die when he said who deserved to die and then like made bobby like say that it was Ian. I was like, oh. I don't. I mean, Peter, you've Peter. gone over a flipping line here. You're trying to convince your brother to murder your dad. <laughs> like, I mean, what happened to Peter? <laughs> what happened to him? <laughs> you might look lovely, but come on. <laughs> There's something dark there, in there, man. Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> I want the world now. <laughs> Why should Bobby be here to get the world? You are important, Connor. <laughs> oh, sorry, that's the wrong script. That one was for Dottie, wasn't it? <laughs> I just, I love, 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 love the whole competition. Oh, so when Linda wins and like Max and Linda are celebrating, Ian takes Max aside and is like, well, I wouldn't cash that check because if you do, you and lovely Linda... Well, you're still looking at a very long stretch for fraud. <gasps> the irony, he then suddenly gets arrested for fraud. I know. <laughs> <laughs> steps out, steps outside, gets arrested for mortgage fraud. I mean, I do love it because do you think the police are that stupid that they won't be able to trace which laptop that came from? <laughs> like, that's the first thing they do in fraud investigations of that kind. They check the digital print, the fingerprints. They'll go back through the history of that exchange and they won't just go, oh, it went from one bank to the other. They'll go, oh, it came from that bank, but it was sent from the Vic. Yeah, because they'll get the IP address, won't they? Yeah. It's Sharon's <laughs> laptop. They'll be like, Sharon, what? Was she on in this as well? And obviously she'll be like, no, I left the laptop when I was with Ian. And then they'll be like, oh, so you're the one who did it, Ian. Like, that's literally how easy it's going to be. And he's already been arrested for mortgage fraud, so, you know. Exactly. He's already been accused of something else very similar. <laughs> Can I just say as well, Ian has definitely stepped over a line himself. He is robbed. He has defrauded not only his mother now, but his dead, dead daughter. daughter. Uh-huh. <gasps> and his son, obviously, in the process. But, like, it's mostly more to shocker that he's done it to a charity that's based on his dead child. And when he was stood up at the thing, he was like, Lucy would be proud of what we have done for her. The royal we, clearly, because Bobby's done everything. Well, well, Emma, Bobby and Peter. Peter has been a vital, vital supporting role in this. He's been there through thick and thin. Thick and thin with that that brother of his. I better hide or he'll come and shout at us because, you know, he's the victim in everything, is Peter. I mean, yes, you know. He's, this should have been his foundation, really. He should have been the one who's dead. He should be the one to see Lucy. <laughs> it's still not over that. 
Oh, yeah, because then he blames. He genuinely goes to Bobby. You know the reason you see Lucy? That's because of Dad. <laughs> oh, he's like a voodoo practitioner. Yes, Dad was always sending those those evil spirits towards him. It's like that new Netflix film, um, His House. You know, it's got all the creepy things about, like, night witches and stuff, who, if you rob them, they'll come for you. They send horrible things your way. Was he like a dodgy sandman? He goes and drops bad dreams to Bobby. That's what it is, yeah. was... <laughs> As Bobby's sleeping, he goes, sweet dreams, Bobby. I remember you killed your sister. <laughs> <laughs> right before right before he goes to sleep and he's like, oh, <gasps> <laughs> oh, oh, what if actually every time he saw Lucy, it was actually Ian in a wig. Ian in a wig, just doing it to mess with him. I would love that. And then like, you know, as soon as Bobby ran out of the house, like, <gasps> like I turned away, Ian would get back up and he'd run out and go, <laughs> stop thinking it's her. <laughs> Still thinks it's her. Oh God! Best joke since Max's joke about having an affair. That's why they they get on so well, you know. Yeah, yes. That's why maybe they're so... just they're pranking each other at the moment. They're just having a lovely time. That's all this is. Yeah. Nothing serious. Yeah. They're just no. jokers. It's just a joke. Just a all joke. just a joke. And you know what I loved this week? I've started to think suspiciously about Sharon and Phil. So, theory time. Another one of the many theories we have, so that could be wrong. And, and if we get it wrong, guys, again, just have to reiterate, we're not wrong, we're not leading you down astray. Don't worry, we know what we're talking about, really, in the <laughs> end. So, they've been having very loud, strange arguments in front of everyone. And then Sharon also gets a text saying about vegan nibbles for Bobby. But Bobby's at the thick and he's already told her about some of the stuff he, she needs to do and none of that. And then she's like, oh, Ian, I've got to run off and get, uh, oh, yeah, vegan nibbles. And I'm like, you two are plotting to get money out of Ian or something. There's something going on. Oh, I yeah, don't think absolutely. I don't think they would be enough to hurt him. I think the way they'll be suspicious is because they've planned other things. Because mm. um, I just don't think it's in Sharon's nature to... She, to her, like almost she loves a good. Her, she loves a good money scam. We know she's done it before, yeah. so she'll be up for that. She's done it with Aiden, that annoying. Oh, one of the actually the worst character to ever grace Albert Square, Aiden. <laughs> oh God, having flashbacks. Uh, oh Emma's no, flashbacks, guys. This is this is like Emma's arch nemesis. You I know how can't. Carol Jackson. It's uh, Aiden. Is um, Aiden Maguire. Oh. I mean, I say Carol Jackson's mine, but actually, I don't think she is anymore. I still it's think Ruby. Ruby's Ruby tops that now. Ruby is my new arch To be fair, Ada Maguire and Ruby are right at the top now. Oh, mm, God. Yeah. She's really... <laughs> anyway. I'm I'm okay. with you, though. I actually do think that Sharon's doing something with Phil. Mm. I feel like either she has made an agreement that she won't ask for anything out of the divorce settlement if he buys the Vic, mm. or she's made an agreement that if she is signed over the Vic, like, would he be, like, co-owners or something with her? Like, because I, I feel like that's what she's planning on doing. I feel like she's trying to manipulate Ian into giving her yeah. everything. Because every time he says, like, oh, I'm going to have to sell the Vic or Max needs the money, she's like, you can't sell the Vic. Uh, no, and she always has a good excuse. And then all of a <laughs> yeah. sudden them two are having this weird argument. And it, it, right it seems her. very staged. Yeah. Yeah. Too staged. I'm with you, Emma. I'm with you. But no, our theories. 
probably completely wrong. <laughs> instead, they smashed him over the head. <laughs> yeah, instead it was just film. Just hit me in for no reason. Yeah. Um, I just, with this entire week, Ian has been top form villain. From terrorising, you know, Max's life to ruining Tina's chances of getting the Vic. It just continues to get better and better. I mean, we've already said Bobby. Bobby's basically convinced to kill his dad by Peter because, you know, they're brothers. They look out for each other, as Peter would say. Except when Peter's wishing Bobby dead. But other than that, they're other, brothers. Other than that. And oh, I've just remembered another thing Peter said that was strange. <laughs> uh, he said that um, it was Ian that drove Lucy to drugs. Now, yeah. Now, I, I, I think, I think if I remember correctly, and you do too, uh, Peter dealt her those. Oh, 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 no, man. That was just Ian in a, in a Peter mask. Oh, right. He always does that. Such a joker. Such a yeah. joker. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I don't know what's happening with Peter. He's had a psychotic break. <laughs> something's, something's gone wrong somewhere <laughs> in there. In that head of his. Something has gone very wrong. Yeah, I want to get him a cup of tea, sit him down, make sure he's all right. I just, yeah, I just think... see if he's okay. Give him a hug, maybe. You know. Yeah. <laughs> make him feel bad maybe take his coat off <laughs> spill a drink on him accidentally accidentally you might feel much better then i think so <laughs> and so the week comes to its close doesn't it, Emma, with all of ian's enemies circling tina's ran into his house growling at him <laughs> she does Suki's... she literally goes <laughs> Suki's... You, you don't deserve the thing i love the way that she says that <laughs> Start your pub, it's mixed pub. It's like, Mick doesn't even want it, Tina. You just want it. I love when Ian said to Tina as well that he was like, look at you. No one would even care if you disappeared. You're what, 50 something, running around with a ponytail like a big kid. And I was just like, oh my God, he's pure evil, isn't he? Like, and he just, he does just basically make everyone hate him by the end of the week. And then, then, EastEnders go all flash. They go all flash, don't they, Emma? Yeah, they do. And, and you just get this, like, <laughs> like snapshot of all these really incriminating scenes, and then you see Ian lying, lying down, face flat, bleeding, and you see all the different scenes, don't you, Emma? You see where all the, all the line-up, all the line-up. Who's done it? You've got Tina washing her hands, then weirdly, like, licking the blood off her face or something <laughs> did you notice that yeah <laughs> suki at ruby's looking at the security camera pretending she's not suspicious but making it more suspicious because she's staring at the camera maybe she's just like you know on big brother when um shabazz um a, a hilarious character by the way you should definitely look him up shabazz on big brother used to look at the cameras didn't he and talk to them oh, he did oh good days yeah we had Ben leaving the Vic. Uh, we had Stuart burning a shirt. Mm. Max very suspiciously going home. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Everyone else has got like incriminating seeds. Max is just like walking into the house that is dark. Like R- rainy, rainy just running. That is my favourite scene <laughs> in the world. Rainy, right, is outside of the Vic. Nowhere near the Vic, really. And yet is now incriminated by the fact that she's like running around panicked she's like <gasps> looking behind her looking to the sides <laughs> holding onto her collar as if she's like you know as if 
the cold is blowing in and she knows she's not got long like it's just so funny she's like giving us flashbacks to like cindy. when cindy yeah she's, gi- cindy yeah, she's was giving like, the cindy vibe oh, it wasn't me though <laughs> <laughs> then we've got bobby sitting in the al- well standing in the alleyway um shaking and peter turns up at home with a big bruise on his face but we think it's none of them <laughs> now, now we've got another theory guys our theory is it's Callum. I love a good who done it, you know. I do love I one. I do. I do too. I mean, to me, it seems only right that it's Callum who it goes to, though, because like we've seen him under so much stress from so many different people, and Ian is one of those people who, once he knows that Callum is like trying to screw up Phil's life or something, or like involved in like backstabbing Phil. He will use that to his advantage. And I feel like that's exactly what he must have done. I feel like he said something and Callum has hit him um, in like a, a freak rage. And I don't think he intended to kill him by any means. Like, I think he, it probably was an accident. But that would also explain why Stuart is burning a shirt that's not his. Mm. He's burning a shirt that's clearly not his. Yeah. And it's covered in blood. Like, it's uh, to me, it's either he's killed, either Stuart has killed the dodgy DI, which I don't think he has. Like... Or Callum has gotten his shirt bloody yeah. from hitting Ian. And also with the the way Ian was, the, we're finding out that Ian was grassing them up and then talking to him about what's happening and Ian not helping. And then Ian would totally go and use that to his advantage. And yeah. then with everything that he's doing to Ben and Callum always wants to protect Ben and obviously Callum being a police officer and being able to lead this case pretty much because he's going around everyone's houses and asking them in next week. Hmm. It's a good way to cover it up, isn't it? It is. I think we might be onto something this time, Emma. I think this might be the one. <laughs> Until December 25th when we find out <laughs> it is someone else. <laughs> when we decide that actually it wasn't Callum. Callum's <laughs> going to ha- do that in... Ooh, let's say two, two, three, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this week's slurping Dan goes to Ian Beale because he's made an enemy of everyone. To be fair, he got slapping down anyway. <laughs> this week's hero of the week goes to Stuart. Eh? He punched the DI who we all hate. <laughs> Wasn't that good? I know it's not going to help Callum in the long run, but wasn't that good? And B, he helped Tiff and Keegan and had this lovely little moment. He ships Keegan. He's one of us. As Stuart is our hero of the week, we will be rating out of Stuart's. And this week we're going to give the episodes four Stuart's. It would have been... Five because Friday, Thursday and Friday were fantastic. They were so good, so good, so good. and they get really getting the big duff duffs now. Where you're like, oh my god, I need to know what happens next. The only thing that laid down was Monday's episode. It didn't really uh, fit with the rest of the week. Yeah, it felt a bit like off. Yeah, like it didn't yeah. join the rest of the week that well. So. It's that time again, Emma. We're going to play a little game. A little game I call Who's Line Is Anyway? The Christmas edition. (laughs) So essentially, I've just went around collecting a load of bunch of Christmas quotes. And you just have to tell me 
whose line was it? Okay, so, brilliant. Without further ado, here we go. Quote number one. Worth it, was he? Keanu Taylor. <laughs> that would be Philip Mitchell. Correct. <laughs> so you one man who says Keanu. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Quote number two. Yeah! Hayley Slater. Correct. <laughs> I could not not include that. I mean, that was such an iconic line. He has another classic, one of our faves. You make my flesh creep, you clammy little hands. Just because I'm old, you think that's what women like? Just because I'm old, I'll settle for filth. Pauline Fowler. Correct. It was Pauline's lovely speech to her husband, Joe Mesa, on Christmas. Oh, so lovely. <laughs> Quote number four. I'll dance on your grave when you're dead. Tina Carter? Oh, <laughs> no, it's an it's a earlier one. It is oh, right. Ronnie Mitchell. Oh, they're all saying that recently, aren't they? Maybe it's I a, know. It's just this time of year they love that one. It comes out. It was the <laughs> Ronnie Mitchell line to our father when uh, he when he's you know ruined our life for the umpteenth time. Just remind me that we must be putting that in with Christmas cards this year. It's clearly a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just... <laughs> I'll dance on your grave when you're dead. Love, Connor. <laughs> Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs> Quote number five. You! Don't ever lay your head on again, you hear me? <laughs> Hayley Slater. Of course it is. <laughs> it's just like an icon. Just an icon. Quote number six. For once in your selfish, miserable lives... Could you not have waited until after dinner? Chrissy Watts. Thank you. And yes, it was. <laughs> Great performance there. Thank you. Thank you. I really worked hard on that one. Quote number seven. I am the herd of this family. <laughs> Derek Brennan. Yeah, right before he dies. <laughs> was the head of this family. Yes. Quote number eight. Oh, little Ben. Obviously conceived with a weak sperm. <laughs> <laughs> I found it and I thought, yeah, Emma will be stumped at that one. I'm going to take that one. I want to say Stella. So close. <gasps> oh. Susie Brannan. Susie. Oh, see, she's so forgettable. Like, she, you she is. <laughs> yeah. The only time she's great is that final scene where she just rips in every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Quote number nine. No, I want to kill her. I want to kill her. I don't know. It was Cat to Healy when she tries ah! to strangle her. <laughs> I love that. It's a it's a it's a memorable moment, but also forgettable. <laughs> For your final one, Emma. It's forever and ever. I want to say Alfie. Yes. <gasps> yes. When me and Emma, I'll never forget this because we are big. Calfy shippers. We are. When Kat goes outside and sees him standing there in the snow by his car. And because you got that right, Emma, here are your Christmas presents. You have Alfie's furry dice. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Alf, Archie's snow globe. Oh, they all sound Edel very. <laughs> Ooh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You get a get a grope Alfie's fairy dice. <laughs> you get a shake Archie's snow globe. 
Sometimes you get a roasting from the one, the only, Susie Brading. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> this week's episode is sponsored by the Lucy Beale Foundation Award. Do you want to, I don't know, start a business? Maybe you've got a great idea for superhero costumes that are a bit naff. Well, I tell you what, don't look any further. Come to us, the Lucy Beale Foundation. We promise we won't fraud you. Happy Christmas, Ange.